This episode of Business Inspires is brought to you by the Village of Marble Cliff. Small village, big thinking. Find everything you need at marblecliff.org. This is Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. To run a successful business, you need resources, valuable connections, and community recognition. Business Inspires will provide you with the tools, resources, and examples to inspire you to create the business you're envisioning. Hi, I'm David Polakowski. I'm the executive director of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. That's a mouthful, you know. So today, this morning, we have Yasmin Robles with Robles Designs and the Columbus Group, correct? Yes, yes. I'm so happy to be here. Well, we're glad to have you. So tell me about you, your background, how you got started, and basically what you do for fun. What do I do for fun? Okay, well, let's start with that. Um, for fun, I love going Latin dancing and there's a couple of different places here in Columbus. So if anybody wants to send me a message and ask me where I go, um, feel free. But what I do in, I guess my day job is I create drill worthy websites and brands for entrepreneurs who are hell bent on taking over the world. My company is called Robles Designs and I just support, uh, business owners in creating an amazing digital empire. So when you look at that aspect of creating a website, you work with small businesses to large corporations, what's your comfort zone? So typically it's a business between one and three years, uh, usually a female owned business, but it's nothing against men, but usually they, I think my branding is more on par, more, a bit more feminine. Um, I do have gyms and coaches and uh, a variety of clients that have worked with me and I've been inspired by all of them. So And that's one of the things that leads us into a great aspect with the chamber is you are going to take on the challenge of continuing the Women's Initiative Network. Um, So talk to me about that. I know you're heavily involved in other organizations and groups, um, but why the chamber with the Women's Initiative and the Women's Happy Hour? And where do you think we should go with that? So I am very pro supporting women business owners. Um, One of my clients, uh, she actually wrote a book about how women have a higher burden on the household. So whether they have a job or whether they have a business, they usually take on more of that mental stress of the household. And so just creating a safe place where women can come together, network with other business women and learn something, take something away, whether it's a speaker about how to uh, create an amazing website, or it's a speaker about how to balance your your business and your aspirations with that of the goals of the family and your spouse. So just creating a safe haven, a, a place where other business women can talk to each other because as we all know entrepreneurship can sometimes get a bit lonely and if you all your gal pals are working in corporate and you're the only one with a business it can be even more uh, lonely well and that's how do you balance because you do have a family and a spouse I do mean I know we had that conversation um how do you balance it all I don't (laughs) Um, I, and I have come to uh, just live with that, just 
be happy with not being able to balance it. And the way one of um, Noni Banks, one of the women I look up to, she said that it's all about phases. So in some phases, and you can take this as quarters of the business, when in some phases you will be heavily involved in your business. That means business development, marketing, going to all the networking events, doing the client work. And in other phases, you get to be more involved with your kids. So usually for me, that is the summer because my kids are out of school. And And that means I get to be, you know, taking them to swim class, taking them around to the library, just figuring out how to keep them busy and learning and active uh, during the summer. So it's all waves and phases. You can also think of it as integration. So it's not, there is no separation between family and business. They usually, they can melt together really well. Um, So I bring in my kids to my office and work a little bit. I sometimes host events, so I will bring them in and have them check people in at the door. Uh, It's all about just making sure that they're seeing what you're doing, you know what they're doing, and just being involved with each other. Now, I think when we talked, you said your husband has a business too. So you're both entrepreneurs yes. with children. So how do you balance your, you and your husband's life, professional life and blending everything together? Um, it was a very scary leap to have him also have a business, but we communicate and it's a lot about just asking each other what is on your to-do list today or this week or this month? What events are you going to? What days are heavily important for you to be focused? And when are you going to be at the office all day? That way, there's no surprises. There's no weird uh, juggling of the kids and everything goes as smoothly as possible. We do, though, make sure that at least a couple evenings a week, we get to sit down. And even if it's just watching some random show on television, we at least have that time together um, where it's not talking about business. It's not talking about the kids. It's just maybe zoning out and watching some weird reality TV show, but at least we're together and we're digging into the junk food that we don't let our kids, our kids eat. <laughs> with or without the kids? The kids oh get no, the without. Junk food. They oh. go upstairs and go to oh, bed yeah. and so you- uh, then we sneak, at, sneak in some junk food. So one of the things that I had in in, in speaking with, you know, the women's initiative in my Mm -hmm. previous position, we learned that when you're trying to pull guys into activities, it's important to go through the women because the women are the planners and they coordinate everything. So that sounds like you guys have a balance to make sure that you're incorporating each other in all the activities. But do you see that you're kind of the lead and planning and activities and all the other things going on in your life? Yeah, I'm very much a controller. So <laughs> I love planning. I love spreadsheets and I love calendars and pl- uh, planners. That's my thing. When the school year starts, when there's a, a new year, I love shopping for planners. My husband, on the other hand, he is a very good supporter. And so I will, let's say, create a schedule for the month and say, here are the events that I want to hit. Here are the days that are important. By the way, this is when your sister's birthday is. So remember to call her on that day. Um, And, you know, he is really an amazing person because throughout my journey in entrepreneurship and, you know, leaving corporate and all that, he's been there to support and 
to be the best cheerleader that he can be. And so when I present him with, let's say, this monthly calendar, he says, okay, great. These are my goals for the month. How can we integrate those two together? Um, And then I just jot it down in my handy planner. Paper or digital planner? I love both. So with today's world, um, it gets to be, you have to have a digital something, some kind of calendar for appointments. But I love being able to check things off, being able to look through a book and get, you know, scratch things around. Um, I am this year trying to go all digital. So far, it has um, been a difficult transition, (laughs) And then I had a client who created her own version of a planner, and I was so tempted to get one. And then everybody else has these beautiful paper planners, and I'm sticking so far. You can Anybody can come up to me and ask me next quarter, but so far this quarter, I've been able to stick to just digital, um, and I'm learning that I get to jot things down in my phone and immediately put it into the digital calendar instead of waiting for it to somehow appear. Yeah, I know. Trying to balance, I have mm-hmm. that work calendar, personal calendar, events, you know, the whole nine yeah. yards, I get it. Mm-hmm. And it does make life a little easier. Just have to make sure you're hitting all the calendars at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you look at your involvement in the chamber, I'm going to ask the big question, why? Why are you involved in the chamber? And I know you're going to sit on the program and events uh committee, which truly I'm excited about to have our first meeting, but why the chamber? Why are you involved and what are your benefits? So honestly, when I, I had never heard of the chamber when I started my business and I got an office at uh, Haven Collective, who is another member of the chamber and Melissa, who is one of the co-owners, I asked her, Hey, what great events or groups are there? And she immediately said the chamber and thank you, Melissa. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, and so she invited me to a luncheon and I got to know people and it was just very welcoming. It was not a stiff, uh, networking event. It was just, everybody said hello and nobody was like shoving business cards in your face, um, unless you ask for them, but it was very welcoming, very, um, just warm and inviting. So I continued to come back and finally decided to just get the membership and, and be all in. So I like to, when I decide to do things, I decide to do them a hundred percent. And I had asked whether or not I, what, what groups there were. And so, um, now I am going to be in the, in the group and making some crazy decisions. I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Well, you know, we're focusing truly on our members and I think we have about seven or eight people on the committee Mm -hmm. and I think it's dominated by women, event planners and things of that sort. But don't worry, gentlemen, if you're interested in programs and event planning, text us, call us, email us, we'll get you in. But looking at your business and your recommendations to young women coming up and entrepreneurs coming in, what are your, you know, some of the things that they should be conscious of when starting a new business? And then we're going to get into more discussion on the website, but what, what are your recommendations to make sure that, these new entrepreneurs, whether they're men or women coming up, are setting themselves up for success. 
So I had this conversation recently with another young woman who she's between deciding whether she wants to go off on her own or continue into design, but designing as a job. So going into corporate, which is great. Um, So what my advice to her was to just start networking, whether it's a free networking event or it's a paid or just start networking, start making those connections, hit up your LinkedIn pals and ask, genuinely go in and ask people what it's like to own a business or to be in that particular role in corporate uh, and see if it's for you. Because that is one of the things that I did before leaving corporate. And one of the reasons that I was able to not just leave corporate and have a blank slate on for, for clients. I had a couple of clients already enrolled. And so just making sure that you're networking, making friends. People are actually really nice out there in the real world. And people are more than happy to tell you their stories, their ups and downs, so that you may avoid them as well. And be genuine, be authentic to who you are and to the relationships that you're building with these people, whether they have been in business 15 years or their business is one year old. Just make make connections that are genuine, authentic, and see how you can support them whether that is giving them the phone number to your favorite sitter or maybe even connecting them with a potential lead, whether you're still helping them either way. So with starting a new business, of course, the digital age, website, social media, what are your recommendations for someone that does their own website or really needs to take it to the next level to work with someone in your business to improve their website? Yeah, so when you're first starting out your business, obviously everyone has a, a smaller budget, your marketing budget, it will be, won't be as big. But de- looking at the different platforms and making sure that the platform that you're choosing is going to be with you for at least the two years, three years um, that you'll be that you're starting out with. And then making sure that you are also able to utilize the back end because you don't want to start with a website that will just be so confusing for you to change one little phone number that you will just not even tell anyone that you have a website. So making sure that it is easy to use. There are some free trial offers out there. So Squarespace might have, I think has one. Um, There's a couple of other platforms out there that have free trials. Go test them out and see how you like them, see how the learning curve will be. And then go ask around, ask people for suggestions. So if you come to me and you're like, I, my budget is low, I'm starting my website, I have to DIY it. What is the first thing that I need? Depending on your business, I'll give you like a a list of five things that you need on your site and, um, and making sure that they are aligned with your vision, your, your business goals and your, your budget. And then once you hit up, point in your business when you are ready to take it to the next level, you've seen an uptick in business, you have seen the gaps of where your branding and your website don't really meet, um, you've seen your competitor sites and get very anxious and envious when you see them, that is a sign that you get to then level it up a little bit. And that can mean anything from a refresh to a complete redo of the site. But in that direction, 
when you're looking at somebody else's site and you're panicking that, oh, theirs looks better than mine. I mean, you'll work with someone to sit down and evaluate their website. And, you know, my first thought is everybody's different. Everybody does it their own way, what's best for them. But to work with that refresh, you would sit down and work with someone to ensure they're doing what's benefiting them the most. Yeah, and I've turned, honestly, I've turned people to either workshops or something else that will benefit them. Because if it's not, you might have the budget or you could make it work. But if it's not aligned with your business, if that's, if I see that you don't really need a better website, that you're just using that as an excuse, you don't, you just don't want to go out and network with people. Or let's say that your website looks fine, maybe you just need more content added to it for some SEO juice. I will let you know what my thoughts are and just um, support you in finding that um, that per- one person that will help you with that other aspect versus redesigning a whole site. And at the end of the day, it's not really growing your business. So I have had clients who, after evaluating their site, evaluating what they're doing in their marketing and their branding, I refer them to somebody for social media or I refer them to somebody for paid ads, um, copywriting, things like that, because that is really what they need versus me jumping in and trying to like glitter bomb a website that doesn't need it. Glitter bomb. <laughs> is that is that your tagline? Uh, yeah, I, I used to say that I was the glitter bomber of websites. Sorry. That was on, I saw that on yeah. your LinkedIn profile, so I, it kind of made me chuckle. But I think everybody needs a little glitter in their life on, once in a while. Too much yeah. for me? Mm. I don't know about once in a while. Maybe more more often than more that. often. Yeah. Uh, see, for me, it's once in a while. But so looking at ahead, uh, February nineteenth, we have the women's networking. Mm-hmm. Um, it is at the old spot in Grandview and West First. So usually, what's the average size of attendance? What can people expect? From my past experience, it's been about maybe about 15 women, um, a range of different businesses, which is amazing because you get to learn about all these careers and the why, you know, why did you start your business? And this is where you get to be authentic um, and learn about other business women and how they got started, what um, what goals they have. And um, yeah, so it, it's just a really great experience. And there's usually wine, so it makes oh. it even better. <laughs> I might, I might have to sneak in on that. One, yeah, so yeah. you know, I'll sneak you out a glass. But uh, uh, yeah, it's it's just a great experience and um, a lot of laughs, a lot of um, networking, the real business networking going on, and just a great time. So, words of wisdom for entrepreneurs, men, women, young girls, young men. What are your top three? recommendations, words of wisdom for these upcoming entrepreneurs? The one thing that sticks out the most is to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that goes with life, with business, with anything. I am a very awkward introvert. And yet I try to go to all of these networking events and try to make authentic connections with people because I really want to help these business owners, even if it's not with a website, but maybe I can link them up with someone who can support them in wherever the gaps are that they're experiencing in their business. And I I started workshops and I've spoken at different locations and different events, not because it's something that I always thought I would do, but because it's something that gets me uncomfortable, but it also um, is 
pushing forward and exhilarating at the same time. So just get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that's where the growth happens. So stepping outside your comfort zone, what Mm -hmm. has been your biggest step outside your comfort zone? Beyond leaving corporate and, uh, you know, insurance, (laughs) um, I think it has been just being able to brag about what I do and about um, what I've accomplished because I have always, you know, it, maybe it's the Latin culture or, or something like that, but, you know, you, you stay quiet and people will eventually find out what you, the accomplishments that you've done or people will eventually see that you're an amazing employee. And I've gotten more comfortable as the years have gone on with just saying, no, I'm awesome and you should work with me. So um, I think, yeah, that's that's the one. But isn't that true? If you don't believe in yourself, nobody's going to believe in you. Yes. And mm-hmm. to help build your own confidence and stepping outside that comfort zone really pushes you to the next level. level sorry. But when you look at the aspect of, you said you're an awkward introvert. Mm-hmm. And I'm an extreme extrovert. So, and that's where I think we balance all our successes in the chamber and the future successes is that we have that balance. So is your husband an introvert, extrovert? So you guys balance. And when you're looking at that, truly, I think that drives you to work a little harder. Yeah, so... In with my husband, he is more of definitely more of the human person, like the human side of our relationship or of our balance. So even in personal life, we will go in and let's say it's a holiday party. Um, he goes in and he shakes hands. He hugs people. He says, Merry Christmas. He goes in, he get, high fives all the kids. I go in and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go get myself a drink. Where's the food? I'm just going to sit over here. And if anybody were to come up to me, then I will say, hi, how are you? Um, but again, going back to getting comfortable with being uncomfortable in networking, you can't do that. That's not how you push for your business forward. So I get to be out there more and I guess being more human. <laughs> well, I, and I don't really think, you know, it's being human or not human. It's just where your comfort zone mm-hmm. is. And I think, again, that balances all of us out in what we do in our career. So when you look at the chamber in programming and events planning, what do you think are some things that we should be providing for this year for programming and activities? Some of the greatest events from my experience that I've been able to attend have been with speakers that, for example, have, there was a lunch and learn where a women's coach came in and it was the, the place was packed, the office was packed and we just, everyone took away so much from the, that speaker and it wasn't just things that we could apply to business, although a lot of it was pertaining to business, but it was things that we could also apply to relationships out, outside of our own business, outside of our uh, place of, of work. You know, how do we, she talked about balancing your kids about saying no and how, yes, you can say no to an employee, but do you say no to any of the other people that are asking for things like your neighbor? Um, 
so speakers like that have been amazing. There was also another speaker who came in and talked about the people that you get to have on your team and how that team will flourish together and what the roles are and how you deal with conflict. So it, these are things that every business owner really gets to learn. And as they're growing their business, it's just toolkits, right? It's stuff in your in your box um, that you can pull out when you when something arises. So what I see in the future is providing fun, you know, in, in a great, warm, inviting atmosphere, but also giving away those those nuggets of gold that entrepreneurs will be able to pull out whenever they they need to. So as a chamber member, what do you see are the major benefits? Um, the, well, there's always food and coffee, but um, I think some of the the benefits are that you get to make a lot of genuine connections, not just with other salespeople or other employees, but directly with the business owner. And you get to talk with them about what where the gaps are in their business, what solutions they found and how they're growing their business. And you get to learn so much about their journey. And then you get to apply that to your business as well. Uh, a lot of learning about other people, a lot of authentic uh connections and friendships, which is, it's hard sometimes as a grown up to make friends, but the chamber makes it a lot easier. Well, and that's, I'm naturally a hugger and getting to know people. So I'm like, I'm trying to take my time and, you know, do the, not make people uncomfortable, do the, you know, the handshakes and, but there's just some natural presence or your presence that even though you're an introvert, you really give off that I'm here, I'm here to help. And it's in a positive way. It's not arrogance, anything. So that was one of my first connections with you. And there's been other, several people like that. Brett sitting here too. He's, you know, it's just that natural conversation. So with coming to an end on this, and we have talked about a quite a few different things. Is there anything you want to just mention, say, or just add that we might have missed or just round up everything we've talked about? Um, I, I would say if you don't take anything away, uh, make sure that you do one thing every day that makes you uncomfortable, whether that is doing a cold call or just speaking with a, a per, another person in the office building, just do something that is out of the ordinary, that something that will make you uncomfortable because ultimately that's where the growth happens. Um, I would love to mention that if you are looking to jazz up your website or if you want to learn more about events that will help you DIY it, uh, reach out to me at, on LinkedIn, Yasmin Robles, Instagram, Robles Design Studio, Facebook. I'm in all the places. <laughs> What's your email? Yasmin at RoblesDesigns.com. Okay, so people now know they yeah. can get hold of you. I appreciate you coming in and Thank you for breaking me. the ice with the first podcast of mine. And, you know, maybe in a few months we'll get a, a couple other women in together and do a little podcast that to catch up and see how things are going. So yeah, a women's conversation, yeah. We will be scheduling podcasts um, as often as possible. We do them every three weeks and we'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great day. This is David, the executive director of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. Thank you, Yasmin. Yeah, thank you for having me. Have a 
beautiful day, and we'll see you guys soon. Thanks for subscribing, downloading, and listening to Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. Our innovative and active chamber is successful because of our smart and engaged members who cultivate our strong business community. With more than 60 years as an integral part of the Grandview, Upper Arlington, and Marble Cliff communities, the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership is dedicated to a single purpose, the success of the business community. You can find a link to our website in the podcast notes to learn more about the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. For information about this podcast, to schedule a guest appearance, or to find out more about sponsoring this podcast, our contact information is in the podcast notes. Make sure you rate and review our podcast on iTunes. That helps us spread the word about Business Inspires.